There are those who believe there's a ghost in the machine, and they're partly right. The Internet is indeed haunted, just not in the way humans have been conditioned to define the nature of ghosts. It's haunted with the lowest resonant frequencies people are capable of producing, thanks to dark energy, which makes the World Wide Web the perfect food source for it and the perfect playground for anyone wanting to help build an army aligned with the darkness. Or, in this case, those hoping that by forming an uneasy alliance with it, they can use it to their advantage. The opposition may believe it's working on behalf of the human race, but self-deception is often the first sign that dark energy is shaping human thought. The information revolution has been designed to ensure dark energy evolves exponentially. And thanks to the opposition, much of its evolution has resulted in a growing increasingly intelligent. The electronic era ushered in a new epoch for the human race, one in which dark energy and its army, including its human collaborators, have free reign to perform sleight of hand illusions that have come to define the confusion technique in ways no student of hypnotherapy could have imagined before the inception of the World Wide Web. What few seem to grasp is that a web is designed to trap and harvest food. Consider the spider's flawless system of sustaining itself. Simone Jones is about to be caught in a web spun of nothing but darkness in the growing alliance between dark energy and its human collaborators in the opposition, a web designed to leave her isolated and in a perpetual state of fear, because fear is dark energy's favorite flavor. Simone's day began with the arrival of another cryptic message in her YouTube inbox. It wasn't from anyone she recognized. The channel it came from was new, and to Simone it seemed like it may have only just been opened. After reading the cryptic words congratulating her on the award, she went to the sender's channel. It had no profile photo or information, no saved videos, no activity of any kind. Does YouTube randomly hand out awards to people? For what? Attracting the most offensive comments made on a paranormal video? Why is it considered not PC to ridicule someone on the autism spectrum, but perfectly okay to belittle people on the psychic spectrum? Unlike other mornings where her inbox is crammed full of messages, this was the only one. There were no messages from YouTube, which meant whatever the sender was congratulating her for must not have anything to do with her House of Fantod's channel. So she did the next most logical thing. 
She typed her name into her search engine. Simone did not expect what she found. Pages and pages of results came up. At first she thought there must be some celebrity with the same name. There were dozens of links to websites, news articles, chat rooms, and blogs about someone with her name. But it didn't take long for her to confirm they were all about her. And all of them were celebrating the work of the whiz-kid documentarian of the paranormal, a twelve-year-old psychic finder named Simone Jones. The very first link that came up was to a New York Times feature on the award she'd just won for her groundbreaking work in filming paranormal activity. Simone Jones had provided indisputable evidence of the paranormal that even the most ardent skeptics were unable to dismiss. No special equipment, no infrared devices or EMF sensors, no complicated digital voice recorders, just a cell cam and her psychic finder skills. Simone sat dumbfounded. Sure, her YouTube channel had an audience, but awards? Recognition by the paranormal community? And now the scientific community? That just, it didn't make sense. The paranormal community did what it did best. It ignored her. She wasn't claiming to be an expert, for one thing, or selling tickets to see her do parlor tricks. She didn't preach anything, didn't claim to have the one and only answer, didn't do anything but post her videos and live her life as relatively off the radar as possible. Nothing she featured on her YouTube channel had ever interested the paranormal community. So why did she not know about all this other Internet activity surrounding her and her work? She quickly copied the article and pasted it into a file, saving it to her hard drive before moving on to the next search result, a website dedicated to her groundbreaking work. And that's where things got weird, as if they weren't weird enough already. The website featured a profile of her, and instead of using a current photo, it used her baby picture, the only one in existence, which sat framed on her desk. Sure, she had an archival copy on her hard drive. It was practical, but never had she put it on the Internet. Why would she? Social networking for any reason other than marketing is for tools. Everyone knows that. So how and why did her baby picture end up on the Internet? The third link took her down the rabbit hole with testimonials from people for whom the documentaries had destigmatized the issue of encounters with the paranormal to the point they were able to openly discuss them, many for the first time. People claiming to have suffered traumatic paranormal events were thanking her for providing a pragmatic, matter-of-fact approach to getting loved ones and mental health professionals to believe them and support them on their road to recovery from the trauma. She started texting Wallace after the next link threw an even harder curveball at her. It was a website for speculative fan fiction in which 
She plays the central character investigating murders involving one of H.P. Lovecraft's creations, a deity known as Dagon. It starts stalking her after she uses her psychic finder skills to get footage of it. In the chat window was a cryptic comment that hit way too close to home. I heard she's one of three. One of three what? Was this a referral to her and Wallace connecting with Marina? How would anyone even know about the three of them? This was something Wallace definitely had to see. Not only had her foster sister been reading a lot of Lovecraft lately, ever since Marina's visit, she'd been joking about the three of them starting some kind of paranormal Scooby gang. More than anything, Simone needed another set of eyes on what she was seeing. It was too unreal, and after what both girls went through with the rage starlings from Hitchcock Hell, having a witness was important. I'm busy, was all the reply said. Wallace had gone up to the carriage house apartment to discuss with Stephen getting AP credits through Eureka High for her poetry blog. Simone knew it was important to her foster sister, but this was important too. So she climbed the stairs to the apartment and knocked on the door. It wasn't so much that Wallace was disinterested. It was that she was furious with Simone for interrupting her with nonsense, for not respecting her and waiting till after her meeting was over, for alarming their new tenant unnecessarily, and the worst, for sounding crazy. Between that and slamming the door in her face, Simone was slapped with the fact that she was all alone in this. By the time Simone returned to her laptop, the Internet had gone down. She checked spaceweather.com on her cell phone to see if there was any solar activity to explain it before heading down to the parlor to check the router. There were no reports of geomagnetic activity that would explain a disruption in service. The data light was out on the router which meant she needed to call their Internet service provider, which, thankfully, was a responsibility Betty and Emery had given her when they got the service. Listening to a Luddite trying to have a conversation with tech support was painful. Putting Simone's name on the account prevented that pain altogether. After confirming for her that no outages had been reported in Eureka, the techie put her on hold for several minutes while he checked her service. When he came back on the line, his tone had changed dramatically. He nervously uttered two words to describe what was wrong with their Internet connection. Those two words sent Simone even further down the rabbit hole than she already was. Data trap. What is that? Simone said. 
After a long silence, the nervous techie explained that it was a physical device placed on the Internet line to intercept data, to which Simone replied by asking if he had any idea who had put it on her line. No, he replied. Would you be able to tell me if you did know, she asked. No, he said, and then hung up. Within minutes, the data light on the router began blinking as the service came back on. Simone returned to her room and powered up her laptop, thinking she'd grab a link to one of the sites she'd been to and send it to Marina. Maybe her new friend could be her witness. But it was gone. All of it. The New York Times article, the website with her baby picture, the testimonials from people claiming to have been helped by her work, the fan fiction, all gone. Not even the Internet Archives through the Wayback Machine had a thing resembling what she'd spent the morning looking at, as if it had never been there. At least she had the New York Times article she'd copied, and the many screenshots she'd taken. Right? Wrong. It had been deleted from her hard drive. All of it. There was absolutely no evidence that any of it had ever existed anywhere but in her own imagination. Simone felt her world slipping away as she fell even deeper into a place whose darkness she recognized after having sworn she would never be in that place again. And this time, not even Wallace was there to reach out to her for comfort and support. She was alone. that had kept Simone awake with high strangeness in the house of Fantods. This one was by far the worst, and all of it was coming from Simone's thoughts. Is it possible for whatever entities created the weirdness in the house to also create it on the internet? Is there a ghost in the machine? Or was she just treated to a ride on a fake electronic superhighway? Paranormal? or man-made, paranormal, or man-made. Over and over, the question batted back and forth in her head in an impossible volley with this one overarching question. Why? Why would the House of Fantods show her such a flattering picture of the kind of success she could only dream of? How did her baby picture get from her computer to that one website? Or did she just imagine all of it? Was the whole thing some kind of psychosis brought on by the stress of living with flying glass and bird poop that didn't actually exist? Do birds even exist? If the bones of birds are hollow and there's nothing but an echo of reality on a fake internet, is it made up of invisible bird poop? 
The sensation of sinking into a watery darkness Simone had been feeling all day now pressed on her chest as she lay on her back in the dark, fighting off a psychic freefall to the depths of crazy with birds, which would make it the depths of batshit crazy. Only bats aren't birds, but it doesn't matter because bird poop is invisible so it doesn't count because birds aren't real. It was when the circular thinking started that Simone knew it was time to do something other than lay there making herself dizzy. Maybe there was something creepy she could go find in the house to film. Now seemed as good a time as any to go into the basement alone at night. Why not? As she sat up and swung her legs over the side of the bed, a shaft of light from the moon came through the window, cutting a narrow channel through the darkness. Something was floating in that light. What was that? Glitter? Was the house now trying to convince her Tinkerbell is real, since it had already managed to get her questioning whether birds are? As her eyes adjusted to the darkness, she realized the tiny specks of sparkling silver-white light were everywhere in the room. Some looked like little dots of light no bigger than the head of a pin, others like the filament in an incandescent light bulb. And while at first it seemed like they were just floating in the air, as she focused more and more on them, Simone could see their movement was deliberate. They were swirling around her like the dragonfly had done, and the calming sensation that came over her seemed to be intentional. And for some reason, she swore she could smell cookies baking. Two questions. What can you tell me about something called a data trap? It's something developed by the NSA and highly illegal for domestic use. It's how parallel construction became a thing, since law enforcement can't admit to having used it to get evidence on a suspect. Why are you asking, little dudette? Despite their emails being encrypted, Simone was skeptical it would provide any real privacy for the conversation after the day she'd had. But the appearance of the strange specks of light had filled her with a sense of calm as if she was protected in a way she couldn't explain. She briefly summarized for Marina the day's weirdness in as cryptic an email as she could, including the magically appearing and disappearing search engine results, asking if she'd ever heard of a fake internet. You just got a glimpse of the hollow net, my dudette. Sounds like someone's trying to wrap a net around your ego and drag you in. I bet that's what Cassandra's been warning me about. It's how they hook their targets. Grab them by the ego. Works every time. They? Simone asked. They who? Them. They. The I do not wish to be like them. They. Was Marina's response. That's who. What's the other question? Know anything about these tiny dots of silver-white light and filaments that just appeared out of nowhere tonight? They're tripping me out. Like being wrapped in a warm blanket that smells like fresh-baked cookies. 
Those are the orbs, Marina replied. Sounds like you've got reinforcements. The silver-white ones are for protection. Simone didn't bother asking what exactly she was being protected from, or why they didn't look anything like the orbs the made-for-TV paranormal researchers kept showing people. Those orbs must have come from the holonet. As she slipped back into bed for some much-needed sleep, another email came in from Marina. It wasn't encrypted, so she was able to open it without booting the laptop back up. Unless, of course, it's not the orbs. Just how small are those specks of light? It could be smart dust, in which case you're fucked. Thank mm -hmm. you.